0: What's up,
1: y'all? Welcome back to Season 2 of Per My Previous Email, (PMPE). Season 2. I am Julius.
0: And I am Denise, also known as Tyre.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I don't even know where to start. I mean, we just... Mm. It's been a crazy, crazy time since... When did we even record our last episode? I don't even know.
0: It was in December of
1: 2019
0: it was in december of 2019 yeah because we were talking about 20 goals for 2020 and how we return like january february of 2020 and that did not occur you know a lot of stuff actually happened though so we had pre-recorded and then we finished out the season and then march showed up and it happened to us all
1: it did. It did. Denise and I are still here. We should both survived the COVID 2020 era. I actually had COVID. You did not get COVID.
0: I've had everything else, because so I don't even think we would have been recording anyway. Like I wasn't going to be able to do it.
1: No, very true. Yeah, 2020 was just not the year for um, per my previous email. Now, I can tell you that in the transition of things that happened in corporate America during the global Panda Express is mm-hmm. that there were a lot of per my previous emails being sent because you had people who were at home doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my industry, there was so much work to be done mm-hmm. uh, during the pandemic. And so it was just difficult. Like it was, you know, I was over here working, like typically a normal work week for me is i out Working remotely, right, in different markets, or you know, and then typically Monday, Friday, I'm at home, which now I'm back to that schedule. But then it went to just you're at home twenty four seven and I was not used to that. And then we had furloughed some people, some people had quit due to covid um, because they knew they could sit at home and do nothing and make more money
0: and make more money.
1: Well, yeah, the government was really picking people up last year. So people were just being trifling and like, oh, I'm just gonna go live off the government like oh. that. I-
0: I mean, you know, we, we're we not built that way So I'm just like, alright, but good for you
1: Yeah, and even if they weren't making more money You know, just the thought of getting free money Is appealing to a lot of trifling people So, you know, you're trifling, you're trifling And here's the thing, like Some people feel like, you know Oh, the government owes it to us Or like, why not take advantage of the system But like, my whole thing is this If you're fortunate enough to have a job That doesn't require you to get up and go to work every day Like, why wouldn't you still do that job?
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, people's experiences are different. So what makes you want to quit your job is on you. But go on.
1: So, yeah, it was just it was uh, it was a unique transition. I just put it that way. But quite frankly, I'm getting a little bit of a headache just talking about it. So let's transition over to you.
0: Oh. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Tell me all about Denise's 2020. Well, the parts that you want to share, because I know you don't want to share all.
0: Uh, listen, y'all still keep Denise lifted because whoa, just the thought. Just the thought. The devil was was busy as per usual. At his
1: busiest.
0: I mean, did he not work overtime? Come listen, on. He had
1: Fs and all. He yeah. had seasonal work. They hired some temps to put in the overtime <laughs> through the night shift. I mean, <laughs> Satan was at his highest peak in 2020.
0: I was like, yo. Um, uh,
1: Hell recorded some record numbers last year. That's not right <laughs> record numbers last year. They were in the last...
0: All the quarters, all the quarters at an all-time high. All-time high. Um. Yeah. So I. We left. I left work mid March. Uh, I left the office and I swung by the local grocery store. Got my little bottle of wine because I was just gonna need a little something to tie me over for the couple of weeks I was gonna be in the house. And I've been in the house ever since, pretty much. It (laughs) has, right? I've since returned to work two days a week. Listen,
1: when (laughs) Uh... when you said that, uh, message about your your birthday party and it being in person. My mama texts me and she said.
0: Well, she trying to throw shade at me for leaving my house. My
1: said, is Denise going to leave the house? <laughs> <I>
0: said, <laughs> that is so was First of all, yes. <laughs> Denise got her good old vaccination, so she out here, but she's still not out there like y'all out there. Some of y'all, I'm like, we are still in the middle of a profiterole. What are y'all doing? Look, <sighs> I
1: was on a plane just yesterday, and this man sitting behind me answered his phone while we were still sitting, uh, waiting a taxi. And uh, I guess the person was to ask him how he was doing. He was like, oh, I'm fine, man. You know, I'm just sitting on this stupid plane with this effing mask on and I'm so tired of this BS. This is so stupid. Damn, and
0: I know he was a Caucasian. Cry me a river and mop it up, sir.
1: Of course he was, and I'm just sitting there like, wow. Okay, so you are really upset about having to wear this mask. Like, listen, listen,
0: they want to be oppressed so badly, so badly. Listen,
1: I too hate wearing my mask. I'm not gonna lie, I do hate wearing it. I hate it for one reason, one reason only. I was getting mask acne on my -hmm. face. Actually, getting it. Um, and what I learned is that
0: wear mask all the time though. Like, but. uh, I said, no one likes wearing their mask all the time, though. It's not like masks were meant to be on our face 24-7. But if y'all were ever. Well, but anyway.
1: The thing is, too, is like when you're traveling, you're like you have to have it on the entire time you're in the airport, the entire time you're on the plane. Yeah. Those hours add up, right? With no break of the mask, right? You sit in the airport for a couple hours. You get on the plane for three hours. God forbid you have a layover, which I've been having lately because these flight paths are trash. So then you another hour with the layover, and then another couple more hours, and like, like you literally go all day with a mask on your face, and it's awful. Like I'm not gonna lie, it is awful. <laughs> like I take that thing off when I get in the rental car, and I'm like taking deep breaths of just like, like with, the, and you know I hate the windows down. I let the window down. I'm inhaling all the fumes from outside, all the pilot, like, just like oh my gosh, I have been breathing in like my own recycled air for. <laughs> For hours. I get it. But complaining about it, keep your ass at home. You and know, like,
0: it. there you go. That's the, the takeaway.
1: Mm-hmm. looking at him, he wasn't traveling for business purposes. Like, I didn't have a choice but to be on the plane. Like, <laughs> it's, you know, you <laughs> can uh, travel right now. You
0: complain, though. Like, that's, I'm just like, yeah. yeah. Right
1: there, uh, well, so, you know, we live in a state where wearing a mask is just not a thing here. Mm-hmm. And so. I am not sympathetic to people who feel like they, you know, don't have to wear them or they, you know, feel like I just, I don't feel sorry for you and your whole mask dilemma. But what I do understand is people not wanting to wear them. Like, it is okay to feel that way. I too feel that way. But complaining about it, like, Like, I also don't. My rent every month, but guess what?
0: You yeah, have, but see, and that's my thing too. It's like, don't complain about it. Like, those of us who are wearing masks are like skipping through the fields. Right, about right. It.
1: <laughs> it. Like,
0: exactly. like,
1: I do not want to have this thing on right now, but guess what? I'm probably having to wear mine because your ass is not vaccinated. That's, that's
0: my gripe. You had one job. I'm a Marvel fan, huge Marvel fan. And I would go see Marvel movies with this crowd of people, a lot of them Caucasian, and they would be cheering when the Marvel heroes showed up to do what the Marvel heroes show up to do. And I'm like, y'all realize y'all will be on the wrong side. Would none of y'all be an Avenger? Y'all will all be Thanos and them ugly little gremlins. And you think, you think you would be Captain America, but you wouldn't because you can't even wear a mask. The point is, What was my point? Oh, being at home. Yes. Glad to do it. Would mind doing it again, to be honest. Really not too happy about going to work these two days a week. But I do. And part of the reason I'm not happy about it is because, you know, everybody doesn't have the same standard of anything. So I don't know how clean you are and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you still open mouth coughing and you was open mouth coughing before the pandemic. And now you still in here open mouth coughing. I'm like, hey, you don't have to be up here. You can go home. But anyway, so March hit, late March, and I got very, very ill and had been ill up until January of this year. So I spent 2020 like that, and then I got furloughed. My job, the one I work at, had the audacity to furlough me. The Um, one where
1: you do all the
0: work? And they quickly realized what a silly, silly decision that was. But in the interim... Um, a colleague, an old colleague of mine needed some work done for his company. So I was like, absolutely, I got time. And in the middle of me doing his contract work, they were like, oh, hey, Denise, <laughs> um, girl, we didn't, who who gonna do all this work? So right. they well, we hired me back. back work. <laughs> right. So I had two jobs for a minute. God is good. And, um, I missed those, what, three paychecks? Because, you know, I was also getting a STEMI. Hey, Amen. So that was a good a good lucrative time. Um, and still, you know, in the midst of that, doing other people's jobs and wondering why my supervisors aren't supervisors and how they got their jobs and, you know, all of that. Lost a couple of family members to the COVID. Almost lost a family member to the COVID. Then, Oh my God. So yeah, that's just that's what was going on. And you know, looking at at y'all act the fool, y'all being people outside wilding out. All of Atlanta, Atlanta, write in. Tell us what's going on and why y'all can't follow instructions. (laughs) Oklahoma also, you too. What's going on up there? Why y'all can't follow instructions? Explain.
1: Want y'all to write in? You can just write Denise. I don't want to hear from you. Um.
0: I'm going to stop chugging for all y'all cities, except maybe Atlanta, honestly. Atlanta. Y'all know how we feel about y'all. Go back to season one. It's all up and through. Um,
1: (laughs) I was just there last week, actually.
0: I Uh, saw your, uh, every time you touch down in Atlanta, you always put your little nene post. Woo,
1: child, the ghetto. (laughs)
0: I said he must be in Atlanta, cause you didn't put where you were. I was like, somebody didn't touch down.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, that's where I spent a whole four days in Atlanta for work uh, just last week. And let me tell you, not a mask in sight. I mean, not a one even in the airport as illegal as that is it was people walking around without a mask on not a lot but there was some people walking around without a mask on, and i was just like hmm. first of all atlanta i need y'all to go back to work
0: oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> because i have never in my life waited in a tsa pre-check line that was that long now i don't have clear because clear is not at all airports so i don't see the point um I'm paying for something that's not at every airport and so i shouldn't have to have clear in order not to wait in a TSA pre-check line that took 45 whole minutes. Also, that tram, this probably also has to do with y'all's shortage of people working, that tram that takes you from gate to gate, that was not working, and you had me on that long eight-mile walk from terminal to terminal, showing me the history of Atlanta that I did not need to see. Get it together. If you're not going to have a mask on, If y'all not going to take the uh, Global Panda Express seriously, um, go back to work. Like, I just, I don't understand. I mean, do you know I made, so I had, like, a big chunk of my East team was all there. Uh, We came together in Atlanta. Do you know that um, there were some restaurants that couldn't even accommodate us, a a group of eight, because they didn't have enough servers? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: You know that's a big issue. It, actually, a shortage of workers everywhere is a big issue because people don't got comfortable and they. jobs. In Atlanta
1: because y'all don't even know that y'all don't even know it's a pan. <laughs> like, what are you not at work for? <laughs> then I would also like to add. You know what? I'm not even gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give two shout outs to Atlanta. I'm gonna be nice because I was about to go in about something, but wow. I'm gonna give. You
0: some- <laughs> we could tell. Go on. <laughs>
1: On today. I'm a shout out uh, Slutty Vegan. Love your food.
0: I heard it's good. I still haven't been.
1: It's amazing. I think it's a little expensive, but that's okay. Cause it's good. So I'm willing to pay for it. Just make sure you have your wallet when you go in there because it is not cheap. But it is very, very good.
0: Most boutique vegan places are expensive. Yes. Like um, I think Spiral is expensive.
1: It is. You're right.
0: And I think Bella Green is expensive too. Like I just I, feel like anything that any place that serves quinoa.
1: Right. They- <laughs> Well, they ain't got no quinoa, slutty vegan. <laughs> slutty vegan is literally hamburgers and French fries. Oh, you know what? They have um, they have a vegan chicken sandwich too, and some other, they have a few other things on the menu. I don't know. Anyway, whatever you get is gonna be good. I can tell you that much. They're also going to embarrass the hell out of you because they're gonna call you a slut and oh. a virgin. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, just depending on what you order, but it's a lot of fun. All
0: right. So. You yeah. know, I don't like being disrespected with my meal. That's why I don't ever go to that <laughs> restaurant. What's the word? What's that restaurant? You know what I'm talking about. I, they, Dick's Last Resort. I think that's what it is. What the they one. talking about about you. I was like, let me get my things and go. I'm not paying for service and then being disrespected. I don't care what kind of gimmick y'all got going on up in here.
1: I have never been there and I will not go. Mm-mm. I said, oh, they must not have knives on the table at that restaurant. It would behoove them not to because somebody getting stabbed.
0: And I I got my STC, honey. We don't even need knives. say it again. Say it to my face.
1: Like if I'm hungry and being disrespected at the same time, (laughs) like you were asking to be assaulted.
0: If you want to see the Lord, just say that. Just say it.
1: I also want to shout out uh, Virgil's Gola Kitchen in College Park. I Mm -hmm. ate there. It's a black owned restaurant. It's uh, a Geechee Food, I think is what they call it. Um, it is owned by a black LGBTQIA couple, and y'all's food was on par. So I would shout out both of those places to Atlanta.
0: Exactly. But the rest
1: of Atlanta, get it together.
0: <laughs> and that's bad on that. That's bad, and that ain't no lie, it's my aunt used to say. Well, that's all I feel like sharing. I mean... Y'all were y'all survived 2020. You know it was mostly trash, so ain't no need of me going any further into it. It It's raggedy. We on the other side though. We're we're making strides, trying to come out on top. I had a lot of career realizations, just like I know one of my goals for 2020 that I discussed last season was leadership. And that's no longer a desire of mine. I don't know. I just feel like right now, I just feel beaten down. <laughs> so, so I'm just like, we doing baby steps. My next goal is to simply leave the company I'm at. How, where, when, into what? Listen, your girl might be a farmhand the next time you you hear me. <laughs> on I don't know, okay? But I'm trying to get up out of here. And that's really, you know, that's where I'm at
1: listen uh Denise is going into leadership because she deserves and needs and and more importantly the people deserve her they people need good leadership and Denise will be a great leader so we are gonna put it out there y'all pray for her mm-hmm. uh it's gonna happen all in God's
0: timing right because I such an agree on that right now today <laughs> because I like I am sick of humans right now so I can't see myself leading them they just get on my nerves um and I don't know if I want to be in leadership because it's an ambition that I have. I mean, I know I'm capable. I don't know if it's necessarily the ambition for leadership that I, that I have or me just being so dismayed with the continuous lack of good leadership that I've had. And I don't know if that's a good reason to just be like, well, I'm going to do it myself. Like, I don't want to if I don't have to. I just want good leadership. So I don't know. We'll see. Again, I might just be a Don't Don't shirk off that now. Just maybe picking corn the next time y'all see me.
1: I feel differently about your career path. No, we're we're going to put you into leadership. If anybody needs to get out of leadership, it's me.
0: I think you just need to get out of your company as well. <laughs> but you are a bomb leader.
1: I haven't been a bomb leader lately. So um, I actually took a promotion during the... Uh, propaganda that we are in
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. this new job has been the most stressful like so stressful that it made me sick like literally made me sick I had stress hives I had lost 20 pounds of stress weight I had like not sleeping not eating just my hair was actually falling out
0: not the tresses
1: uh-uh Like, literally, I was I was in bad, bad, bad shape. So what's funny is the, the pandemic put things in perspective, right? It had me focusing on what was important. So, like, my last 10 years have all been focused on, you know, me, right? Because I'm my favorite. And so it was all about the career and, you know, the things that I wanted to accomplish and blah, 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 whatever, right? The pandemic starts to put things in perspective for you of, like, man, we're not going to always... Have the things that we want. Um, things can change overnight. Mm. People who are here today will be gone tomorrow, which is something we always knew, right? But the pandemic like really made that it's
0: definitely more palpable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then on top of that, it was uh, on top of that, it was the work-life balance that came with it, right? So I'm so used to go, 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 you know, work. All day Monday, go get on a plane, but you know, basically, routine on back end now. Go get on a plane, go work, come home, work over the weekend, do some work, prepare for the following week, and then you know, just rinse and repeat, right? Like, just always going. With the pandemic, I got to take some time, even though I was still working like a Hebrew slave from home. Mm-hmm. But I had my evenings, I was like, you know, working out regularly because I had time to do that. I was cooking regularly because I had time to do that. I was just really taking care of myself and like, you know, taking care of my mental health, like doing all the things that I used to preach about on this podcast yeah. that I was not doing myself, right? Yeah. Like all the things that I was telling y'all to do and that I would tell other people to do and give people advice to do. Yeah. I, was, I was taking my own advice. And so when this job came about, was that in February? I think this all happened in February. It was, yes, it was in February. So um, I got a phone call on a Wednesday about, this promotion and they asked me to start that friday so like within 48 hours and it was a really tough transition and like it was like from that moment on everything that i had learned from the previous 12 months from when the pandemic had started it just went right out the window and it was like back to the bs it was back to working around the clock not sleeping it was actually worse than it was before yeah Uh, which is what caused me to get sick, and so I, um, as you know, I just recently went to Jamaica, and <laughs> listen, I love Jamaica. I would go back like right now if I a- could.
0: Amen. Come on, plantains um, and oxtail glory. That's,
1: got- that's chicken. Oh my God, the oxtails. Don't get me started. Oh, and okay, hold on. I'm going to Jamaica in a second, but, but the point was, this, so I was to Jamaica, and I made a promise to myself that I was going to stop giving so much of a damn about this job. Oh you
0: know what? You better come on now, Julius. Say that there. I was
1: like, you know what? They only care so much about me, so why do I care so much about them? Like, they would easily replace me. And what was funny is we were actually joking about this right before I left. I was on a call with uh, some some of my um, my client partners, and then my uh, a few people from my team, and they were like, "Oh, um, Julius has been working so hard and." (laughs) he's been doing so much um he's going to go to Jamaica and not come back
0: they joke about that but there's truth to that right they know that they're overworking you and that is so Well
1: important. the people on this call are not the reason I'm being overworked so oh. they, they were just observing the fact that of what's been going on they too have been telling me like work life balance you need to shut it off like this some BS right yeah. so we were joking about it and they were like, Oh, well, they would, you know, they were talking about my leaders and they were like, Oh, they would come get you, they would do anything to get you back, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, and I was like, But the thing is is they wouldn't, y'all. I was like, let's think about that for a second. Like, they absolutely would not. I was like, they would replace me tomorrow with no hesitation. And then it just kind of clicked in that moment. I was like, shit just got real, Like, that is so true. Yeah. They don't care, right? And I've I know I said this to y'all last season. They don't care about you. And um this pandemic made that so real because I work for a company that did really, really, really well financially during um, the pandemic, and we still lay people off, we still furlough people, we still um, shut down certain business units and cause people to lose their job, all out of fear of the unknown. Instead of doing what was right for people, they were more concerned about the bottom line than the people who. And then, and then, <laughs> then they tried to bring those people back once they realized like, oh, we're going to be fine.
0: Child.
1: And then people were like, F y'all. Like, I don't know. Right. Like, <laughs> like, they do not care. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, it's, you know, these companies don't care about us. It's just <laughs> not worth it. Um, switching gears real quick. Let's talk about Jamaica for a second. So shout out to Jamaica. Love y'all. Your food is amazing. Uh, y'all have got to stop, and I mean a hard stop, at American food. So. Oh,
0: okay. Well, yes.
1: <laughs> there are Kentucky Fried Chicken's all over Jamaica.
0: They love a burger. Uh, yeah, a Burger King as well over there. They love a burger. Right.
1: People kept telling us, "Oh no, the KFCs over here are so much better than the KFCs in the U.S." Mm-hmm. And every time we would pass by one the line would be wrapped around the freaking building.
0: Like a Chick-fil-A?
1: Worse. Like you would think it was Chick-fil-A. So then, of course, it was like the second to the last day we were in Jamaica and we asked to do like, stop us by KFC. We got to see what the hype is about. Like they must actually be using real chickens over here because they don't in the U.S. <laughs> when I tell you that was the most garbage, okay. I was like, what are y'all ripping and raving about? I'm so confused. And like everybody was just talking about how great KFC. Well, we love KFC. KFC. The... No, mm-hmm. it is trash. Y'all is so much better. The jerk, you jerk chicken the Um, the the rice with the beans in it. That whole what do y'all what do they call it? Um, beans. Anyway, y'all know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a white sweet potato for the first time ever, and it was amazing. Y'all, y'all just y'all do food right over there. And so don't let America come over on your island with a uh, trash franchises and ruin your life. Like, get rid of it. I would seriously in my prayers every night if I lived in Jamaica, say, Lord, come through with a good hurricane and swipe every single one of these KFCs off my island. Just lift them up into the air and drop them somewhere in the ocean.
0: You know, I mean, as some, as an American who doesn't prefer American food, um, Exactly. I touch and agree. That's- I do. I touch and agree with that. Um, I don't know about the hurricane, but if they all just, you know, a sinkhole, just took every last one of them down, that would be fine. I had, I think, oxtails and plantain every si- when they didn't have oxtails, I was upset. I was like, excuse me, sir, sir in the back. Like, When are y'all having Oxtails tomorrow? My last day is Thursday. When are y'all? Can I get some out the back? Like, (laughs) there's no reason for you to be inserting anything Kentucky fried, anything from Idaho, nothing from, over. just leave it, leave it over here and we'll dispose of it accordingly.
1: Leave it. But yeah, shout out to Jamaica. So anyway.
0: Back to the subject of like jobs, not corporate America not being loyal. Um. It's not I'm even grateful. something that is an unknown. We all know this, right? But it's just something else. I think this year for me, too, this couple of year and a half, things, I, y'all, I have been, you'll hear about it the rest of the season, don't you? Don't you worry. Get your popcorn ready. Um, but it's just so many instances where I was just like, you got to be kidding me. And how you say that during the pandemic, you... you actually were able to tap into that rest and restoration that you've been preaching about in the last season. I actually went the the opposite direction. I was working, I work in retail, um, the marketing department of a national retail chain. And so we were trying to stay afloat during the pandemic. And so I was up at 11 midnight, one o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning on weekends, all this kind of stuff. I was actually doing the working overtime and constantly being made available in ways that I would have never been able to make myself available pre pandemic. And part of it was because they know you're at home. It's not like you're doing nothing. Like you're always available and just the urgency, the sense of urgency. I had so many like all caps emails at one point. Um, Like I had to get a little, a little cliff on a couple of people. I was just like, you do not, you do not speak to me like, I mean, I'm in your home like you raised me. We don't do that. My mo- my own mother, you know that we like to do it. My own mama don't even talk to me like that. Like, you don't pipe up because I don't answer at your earliest whim. I have to sleep. That's something that I have to do.
1: Right. And even if my mama did talk to me like that, you certainly would not be.
0: And that's all. Like, and then don't call it call it into question as if I'm not gonna produce the work. Like you're concerned like the work is not gonna get done. When have I ever not produce work? So you're not about to do me. Um, So I had to have those kinds of conversations. And mind you, I was ill and not just a little bit. I was really, really, really ill. So a lot of this time I was doing all of this in between doctor's appointments, pre-surgery, post-surgery, like, and the amount of neglect for my personal well-being for Christmas. My manager sent me like a package. And in the package, there was a note that said, Merry Christmas, Denise. So sorry for all of the stress and anxiety. And I'm like, like as you're writing that down, knowing you're not going to do anything about it, <laughs> just like <laughs> this little pack of peanuts should help. If you don't, like, so.
1: Yeah, it's just straight trash.
0: Basically. So now I find myself at this point in my life really trying to focus and center on what I can do. to number one, move myself into a new company. (laughs) And number two, in the midst of being in a place that I am having a very difficult time being in, not letting it, like, overcome me. So trying to do the deep breathing, trying to do all those little mantras y'all be putting on the gram, Um, trying to do my little downward dogs and centering and, and all of that deep in prayer, asking the Lord to, you know, keep me, from going right on upside people's head every other day. So, you know, it's working out. It's, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not, it's not easy. So it's funny, it seems like we're kind of on the, well now we're at the same place, but during the pandemic we were kind of on on the opposite sides of that corporate world there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was. Um, I was still working a lot but not nearly what you were doing. And I was definitely having much more me time, right? to do the things that I just normally did not get an opportunity to do, which was really, really good. I just it was like for the first time in a long time, I felt like I had a routine, right? Like those of you who don't have to travel for work or maybe you don't even commute for work, like you know the feeling of like, you know, okay, I wake up and I do this, and then I'm gonna do that, and then I'm gonna do like you know what your schedule is gonna be. Mm-hmm. And my job for years has always dictated what my schedule was going to be, whether that be weekday or weekend. So it just felt good to be able to kind of dictate what my day could look like. Right. Because there were even days where I could be like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to start working until 12. Like I may not finish until nine or whatever, but like I'm just going to take the morning. Right. And like get a slow start, clear my calendar, whatever. Like I had the flexibility to do that because nothing was like in person. I had to be there, that type of thing. Uh-huh. So- It was just so, so, so nice. And I miss it because now (laughs) I'm back on this travel kick. Like, I travel again next week. I think I travel. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm traveling every week through the first week of October at this point. Because we have so much going on. And I just, I don't know. It it has me really thinking. Like, you said it earlier. You know, you probably need to leave your company. Mm -hmm. I feel that for sure but at the same time I know that the type of work I do I'm going to be leaving trash to go to trash if that makes sense right like it
0: totally makes sense yeah. yeah
1: so for me it's like how do I just how do I make this work and I feel like a lot of the problems that I have with work are my own fault I just care too much.
0: Mm. My
1: peers and all the people around me, they don't have the same work ethic that I do. But what I have to realize is I can still have a really strong work ethic without giving as much of a damn as I do.
0: That's part of the problem that I have, too. And we've discussed this, how my peers will be like, you know, do the bare minimum. And And I'm a black woman, right? So I'm like, what is that? Draw it. Explain it. I've never seen that. What do you mean the bare minimum? Spell it. So it's just whatever. And that
1: color part is a big part of it, right? Because yeah. we don't have the same luxuries. We
0: don't have the luxury to do the bare minimum. And mind you, part of the reason I overexert myself is because people around me are doing the bare minimum, and it gets blamed on me if it doesn't come through. So I have to do what I have to do. But yeah, it's just I feel that like that's why when I like I'm looking to move, I'm looking to move completely out of my industry. Like, I'm just like, don't even miss me with anything even remotely related to that. Because that can be really, really tough. The moving from one hell to the next hell. That is honestly, one of my co-workers was like, the reason I'm still here is because the devil I know is better than the devil I don't. And I'm like, is it? <laughs> but I I understand the sentiment completely.
1: I had thought of something that I wanted us to talk about before we close this out. I have completely spaced on what that was. I should have wrote it down.
0: Um, I was about to ask you, are you giving the word to the wise today? I feel like you should.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. We had everybody on a call today and I was talking about um, building the foundation for the remainder of the year. And it's all about driving the behaviors that lead us to our goals. So like the team I manage is KPI based, right? So there's key performance indicators all across the board. Everything is measured through numbers, but as I manage my team, I never talk about numbers. I always talk about the behaviors that lead to the numbers. So don't tell me where your numbers are. Tell me what you're doing to get there. The context of the call that we had today, I wanted everyone to understand what it means to lay the foundation of of the remainder of 2021 in order for us to hang our hats on what success truly looks like, right? Mm-hmm. And as I'm giving this spiel, I said to them, it's no different than when you look at where you start and you say, okay... I need to do X, Y, and Z in order to meet, you know, Z goal, right? Or a goal or whatever it is in order to meet this goal, I have to take these steps. And so if you do not follow through with those steps properly or evaluate yourself along the way to say, Hey, I need to make some changes. You're never going to have true success because it's not about perfection. It's about the progress to perfection. Yeah. Everybody that has ever worked with me or for me or around me knows that I do not subscribe to the word perfect because I know it's perfect on the novel and is. But anyway, because nobody is perfect, I don't want to talk about perfection. I want to talk the prog- about the progress that it takes to get there. And yeah. so I say to each of you listening today, stop trying to be perfect, stop trying to fit a perfect mold. Mm-hmm. Start thinking about the steps that you want to take to make progress, right? Those mm-hmm. steps can be big, they can be small. It really doesn't matter as long as you are making progress. And when you start to see yourself get better, it lights a fire within you to say, you know what? This looks good. This feels good. I feel better about the things that I'm doing. I feel like I have purpose now. I see progression. I feel like I'm moving in the right direction. That is the sweet spot.
0: Yeah.
1: That's where you want to be. That is where you want to get to. And you can apply that to all aspects of your life. But I'm just here to talk to you about your professional life. So. Yeah. When it comes to your professional work life, you have to set that groundwork, set that foundation, and really hold yourself accountable to what's that going to look like. And you want to inspect what you expect, right? So you got to check yourself every once in a while.
0: Yes, amen. That tambourine is coming.
1: Now, I was using this in the context of... You know, I'm talking to a group of leaders and so I'm telling them, like, you need to inspect what you expect with your team.
0: Yeah. But
1: you can also inspect what you expect with yourself. And I do this to myself every week. So every Monday morning I wake up, I always start my work day 30 minutes before whatever, um, you know, my first task or call or whatever is it. I always start 30 minutes sooner to say, what did I accomplish last week and what got left on the table?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Whatever I am missing, if I can't apply it into that new week or if I can't move it into that new week, I consider it something that either one was not important, or two, it didn't truly really need to get done, right? Or if it does not fit into either one of those buckets, and I need to get it done, or I should have accomplished it, i then prioritize it for this current week. Mm-hmm. I do that inspection on myself week to week to say, look, I know every week is not going to go according to plan. They just don't, right? Yeah. But I have to plan to make sure that I set myself up for success. So I'm taking the necessary steps right thinking about it making a plan prioritizing just just all the things that keep you on pace and on point point. and when you start to really continue to check yourself you are also a lot less stressed like it
0: yeah
1: I had like this revelation when I was in Jamaica I don't know what it was about that tropical sun but I'm telling you right now it was probably an oxtails. It gave me um, a different perspective on how I execute things. It's just like, you know what? You know what you're doing. You're not an idiot. There's no reason for you to be stressing about things that, quite frankly, you either can't control or you are controlling. And it's been tough. So, you know, I wore that heavy on my shoulders, the weight of that has been heavy on my shoulders. But I was like, you know what?
0: Put (laughs) some of it down. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, I I do not have to carry that burden. Like, this is not, this is not going to make or break me. You know, it's just a job. It's still just a job. So right. anyway, that was a long-winded word to the wise. That is what I have for y'all. Um, take it or leave it. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully um,
0: you take it. Um, and, you know, this is all relative because, you know, a lot of times things are easier said than done and you will have to reevaluate this many times. Don't think if you you know, next week comes along and you don't you mean to do this and you don't completely grasp the entire concept or you find yourself in this situation where you're picking it back up again, you can always put it back down. Like oh, <laughs> oh. so um yes, again, you know, starting the season off with Julius's one hundred percent perfect gyms. He said he doesn't subscribe to perfectionism, but his gyms hit all the time. They never miss.
1: He and does. we are
0: we are grateful.
1: Um, I do remember what I wanted to bring up, and we don't even have to get into a discussion about it. I'm just going to ask our wonderful listeners to write in, so mm. um, and Denise will read your letters. So
0: I mean, okay, we're gonna we're gonna grow in this area this season, y'all. We're gonna get Julius to open up, open up the inbox. You can do I it. it like a
1: password, <laughs> 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 I have the password. But I'm going to find it, though. But anyway, no. I want to know how you all that continue to work throughout the pandemic, but you went fully remote, similar to what happened with uh, Denise and myself. I want you to talk to us about what that transition looked like for you. Like, I know some of y'all got kids or you had the spouse at home, too, or the baby daddy who uh, maybe don't even have a job. So he playing PlayStation while you over there making calls all day. Like, you know, tell me about the transition that took place. What?
0: I hope that's not our listeners but you know
1: you never know
0: i just i highly encourage you to scooch on over to the read where you will be informed to break up with him that's all i'm <laughs> that's good advice amen go on <laughs>
1: i was joking but that was funny shout out to the read. um so i want to know how that transition looked for y'all because for me it was very difficult like i worked from home before but only on like you know mondays and fridays or whatever it was you know a limited amount of time that i spent working in my space because i used to travel and so bringing all of that into my home like this being my new like real workspace like permanently was very very difficult like my home that was my safe space like didn't feel like my safe space anymore and i did not like that but A lot of y'all loved it. And so I'm just curious to know, like, you know, tell me how y'all transitioned. And if you send me something that's funny, I might read it on the show or share it.
0: Yeah, definitely. We definitely want to get into that uh, in some of the upcoming episodes, too. So I'm interested as well. Some of y'all like got animal we want to know how you how you have coped over the pandemic if you're returning back to work what are your, like what are your work mandates how are y'all doing with that are y'all rising up against the the machine and saying no we're not coming back i want to know all the good tea send that to our inbox at uh-oh uh-oh what's our gmail uh-oh we're starting off like old times. It's
1: talking about me. Hold on. I, I got it.
0: Oh, pr- Aha. I remember it. I remember
1: it. podcast at gmail.com. I had it. I mean, I have the password, but I know
0: the email. <laughs> but you know the name. Well, and I know the password. But anyway, uh, it, yeah. previous email podcast, previous, right? Yes. Previous email podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us at PMPE underscore podcast on instagram uh we're gonna try to do better with social this season as well but you know mm, listen to us on the podcast that's where you'll find us active the most we have missed y'all we're back in this business and we look forward to speaking to you on the next episode per my previous email bye